Hello everyone, uh, welcome to the second episode of uh, House of Cards. Uh, this is Kowalski from uh, KowalskiAnalysis.com and of course I am uh, in-game Kowalski and uh, I'm very glad that you actually enjoyed uh, uh, this new endeavor, this uh, the first episode that we had uh, uh, a few days ago uh, with uh, Fan Police uh, where we talked about uh, uh, some general issues about the balance in the game and how uh, important it is to um, to listen to all the opinions and thus how hard it is to uh, to make uh, the actual balance patch. Uh, you can find the first episode uh, on the website. Make sure to check it out. And. Uh, uh, now that we have a, a balance patch, it was actually uh, a fan police who suggested that uh, uh, after we, we finished the episode, that uh, when the balance patch came out, we could do another episode uh, to comment about it. And uh, of course, this was very welcome. So uh, I am once again here uh, with uh, fan police. How are you today? I'm doing good. Great, great to hear that. Uh, but uh, we have a, another guest uh, for today, which is uh, another uh, internal, another member of the internal testing team, uh, which is uh, Opiate Dream Tyrant. Uh, how are you, my friend, today? Yes, very good. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> nice to have you here. Um, okay, so. Uh, as all of you know, we, we had this uh, balance patch. It's been uh, out now for uh, uh, for a week now, and uh, it's almost a week. Yeah, it's exactly one week uh, where we've been uh, playing with this uh, new format. Uh, so in this episode, uh, we're gonna talk about uh, these changes. We're gonna uh, uh, comment on uh, our opinions about it, if we liked it or not. Um, and uh, since it has been uh, already one week, uh, we can. Uh, uh, also make some uh, some comments about how the the meta has uh, changed since then, uh, what is the same, what is different, and uh, uh, those kind of uh, insights uh, we will give. Uh, I'm hoping to, that um, uh, that my guests today, as uh, members of the internal testing team, maybe they can uh, give uh, uh, a little more insight about that, uh, about the, the process of. To, to the extent, of course, uh, which uh, they can, because don't forget, as Fan Police mentioned in the previous episode numerous times, that uh, their opinions are theirs and theirs alone, and it does not represent, uh, they do not represent the entire internal testing team or 1939 games in any case. Uh, so, Fan Police, I just uh, did the disclaimer for you, no need to worry about it. Uh, Alrighty. <laughs> okay, so I think we're, we're ready to, to start. And uh, okay, I have the the, the dev block uh, entry in front of me. Um, and uh, the first uh, the first change, maybe the most anticipated change, uh, I personally don't remember uh, from the little time that I've been playing uh, another card uh, to be asked so badly to be changed, except maybe resistance. And uh, this was a supply chain, uh, which of course uh, the effect changed that uh, the two copies that are added uh, to your hand uh, now cost uh, one regardless. Uh, so if it was uh, if it cost uh, one before you discarded it, it remained at one. Uh, if it costed more than uh, one or two or three or whatever, uh, it still costs uh, one now. So every time you discard it, uh, you. Um, you only get uh, copies which cost one, which means that um, uh, those loops where you can uh, uh, look through your entire deck uh, are uh, essentially over now. Uh, what do you think, uh, guys, about this? 
Yeah, so this was, you know, uh, a pretty expected balance patch, as you said. It was a, uh, it was needed definitely because uh, the deck, the artillery decks that use supply chain just had far too efficient of a draw engine alongside uh, war production and lesser of two evils. Mm -hmm. It allowed for strong high roll turns that then just drew a new hand. And it just created very difficult to win decks that also weren't very fun to face. Uh, so now supply chain forcing you to pay to draw makes it a lot harder for them to like continually apply pressure. They're going to have to take turns off of using supply chain or slowly work it into turns alongside other cards. Which, uh, at least from what I've seen, has definitely slowed the deck down, at least by a couple turns. And uh, has I found that, uh, playing against it, uh, that it made it a lot easier to recover. Hmm. Board wipes were more impactful against them, because if you wipe their board, they then had to spend a turn drawing a new hand, which gave you a turn to maybe put your own units out or something. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. What do you think, uh, Opiat? <clears throat> um, I think in the case of Supply Chain, I was as I personally was somewhat fine with how, um, for example, the artillery deck played. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a very draw-heavy deck, but it was um, one of the main aspects of the deck. How many cards was or, or are in the deck? That support this draw engine. I mean, there's a bit artillery, a bit damage, and there's a draw engine. There's nothing more <clears throat> around the stack, no removal, no no protection. Yeah. And I think a deck does that <clears throat> in West and um, that supports its own draw in such a heavy way. I think that it's okay. I was never that. Um, touch it by how it plays but supply chain is a, was for a long time a, somewhat of a sleeper was my impression as it's said it has always had this um, very strong potential but there was not much that could support uh, that um, heavy draw you could uh, discard it with one card in most builds, mm -hmm. but we ha we have with artillery now the first deck that um, could discard it with um, several cards. Yes, it could exploit to the and maximum the uh, the discard. Yes, yes, it's, uh, it was uh, the current maximum. Yeah, or the current maximum. And, yeah, and it is not say I said. Um, that future cards that come are not um, su um, supporting that that card. So for me, my, my um, look on supply chain was more uh, a change for possibilities in the future. As um, a meta with several supply chain decks would be not that fine. One yeah. deck that boosts that trick is okay for me. But um, that for that change was needed to keep 
um, the game in a place where not every deck runs subtly shame. You're making an excellent point here, uh, Opiot, and uh, thank you for that. I absolutely agree about uh, how we have to take uh, into account uh, uh, the potential of each card and uh, not just how uh, impactful it is now on the meta in order to perform a, a change on it. Uh, of course, I also absolutely agree with the, with the change uh, uh, to the card. Uh, I believe it has uh, slowed down the, the artillery deck uh, to a, a very large extent, um, Fan Police uh, mentioned it very uh, straightforward and uh, very correctly about how um, uh, board uh, clear, uh, clearing the board now is is much more efficient. They they don't just uh, uh, redraw an entire hand or two entire hands uh, in two turns in one turn, and then you have to to face that same thing again. It's it's much slower now, and. Uh, uh, they have to they have to pay more for all of this draw, uh, but the thing about the uh, the potential of the card is is very important because essentially uh, we had the um, the breakthrough expansion which introduced the lesser of two evils, and uh, it was the first time and uh, also experimental flight. Uh, it was the first time that uh, you could control your own discard. Uh, you could uh, discard your own cards and control it at the same time because we have it did previously with uh, with uh, special delivery, but uh, special delivery had the downside that it would uh, discard uh, a number of cards which you couldn't control. But in this case, you can choose uh, what to discard, and you may as well uh, pick a supply chain, of course. And this creates numerous problems, as we saw. And uh, the card, the way it was in that situation. Um, it was essentially prohibiting from uh, any future uh, card that would uh, uh, allow for self-discard by, by controlling it. Uh, so, uh, moving on to the next change, which is uh, counter-offensive. Uh, now the, the target unit gets plus two, plus one uh, for its uh, damage unit uh, on the battlefield. Uh, I think that's uh, also a, I think that was also a very expected and uh, pretty welcome change, uh, I would say. Uh, what do you think, guys? Yeah, so on counter-offensive, uh, there was definitely a lot of opinions on how to address counteroffensive mm -hmm. uh you know there was a lot of suggestions especially in the discord uh different ways to give it the buffs maybe it could only count friendly units mm -hmm. when buffing uh you know some people just wanted the card to be like reverted back to just giving plus one plus one and becoming a bad card again yeah uh but i do think that this change is overall one of the better better ones that could have been made mm -hmm. uh because counteroffensive has enabled a very unique deck to emerge into the meta mm -hmm. uh and it depends on the builds but i would honestly say it has been uh one of the cards that has enabled mid-range decks to actually function within cards yes uh, and i understand and some people will disagree with me and it does depend on the list but the Soviet US versions are, I would say, very much mid-range. If you look yes. at the lists, they're uh, they are very they're running three drops, four drops, five drops. I've even seen some with six drops in them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's just that it's a really cool card that has enabled some really interesting decks. And I think it would have been a shame if we had killed it with a nerf or just nerfed it in a way that made it so the deck can't function. And overall, I think that 
it's fine if this card has burst potential. Uh, you know, you have to work for it, and the enemy has reasonable amounts of counterplay to it. Yes. You know, if they can contest the front line, put guards up, or even just keep the board clear, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can block counteroffensive if you know the matchup. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, and I think that that was maybe a reason why people didn't like it was because the deck was popular, but not as popular as, say, like the artillery decks. So mm -hmm. people just weren't experienced with the counterplay options. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, but now, uh, just to finish up, mm -hmm. uh, but now counteroffensive still gives you that burst potential, but now, importantly, doesn't give a ton of health. Yeah. Which was a big problem because counteroffensive just ended up giving, making the unit too big to remove. You essentially had to have like a hard removal card like Sudden Strike or Death from Above or something like that to remove it. Mm -hmm. uh, now it's only going to get, you know, even in like some of the bigger situations, six, maybe eight health, yeah, which it... is quite, which is still a big buff, but not you know, unreasonable. Cards uh, like Hammer and whatnot can remove yeah. it. Or double trade. It's easier to double trade now, which is the, the simplest yes, way to definitely. The that simplest also. thing to do. Yeah. Yes, I think um, it's, a, it's a small... I mean, it's no change in the mechanic. You know, you, you play your Winter Warfare or you don't even need it because the board um, opens up the possibility and get your burst damage. But as I already explained, now it can be a bit easier removed afterwards. And Yeah, I, th I think that's the, the entire point. Uh, it's to make it easier to remove. And I think that uh, regardless of uh, what the change was implemented, either that or to take into account only the friendly units, I think uh, uh, it would be pretty much the same. It wouldn't make much difference. It would just uh, nerf down the card just one bit to to a reasonable extent, just to uh, to give you some more breathing uh, breathing room to uh, to respond. Uh, as Fan Police said, there are already many ways to deal with uh, with the counteroffensive strategy overall because it's an entire strategy you have to do. You have to play a lot of cards to make it work. Uh, and there are ways to play around this, but um, uh, when you did uh, pull it out, it gave you maybe one bit of uh, unfair advantage that plus two plus two was too much, and now it's easier to to remove that. And I think that was the point, and um, uh, the change was correct. Uh, I think. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. The biggest impact on of this change is um, with relative with um, small bots. If if you only have two units, your opponent has maybe one, and um, two of them are damaged. Mm -hmm. Before it was a 4-4 four, four buff for 2k. That was um, for a relatively low investment, a big, a big change in stats. And in those scenarios where nothing much is built up for that big buff, and yeah, there's the difference, the most impactful. And That's... I think those scenarios are those 
yes, I think it's a great change for for the cut. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. But because when it ha when you can do it so early to do a significant uh, advantage, then then it, the, there the there is the most unfair part because uh, the opponent would have time to plan their own uh, game around this. Um, so by giving it uh, one defense less, it makes you think twice before playing this card. You have to uh, to uh, put more units uh, out to to wait a little bit for the right time. So I definitely think this was a, a great change. Uh, okay, moving on to Panther Ray. Um, for me, the most uh, unexpected and the most uh, crazy uh, change. I would never expect uh, something like that, to be honest. Uh, it uh, came back to five credits, like uh, it used to be. Only now, instead of having its effect as a deployment effect, it has this effect, the same effect when it moves into the front line. Uh, as I said, a crazy change. Very. Um, uh, it would be expected to to change uh, a lot of situations. So um, I'm really curious as to what you guys have to say about this. And uh, this time, why don't we start with uh, opiate, uh, so that you don't uh, get overshadowed that every time you have to just uh, agree with uh, what Fun Police said. <laughs> let's uh, let's change the the circle. <laughs> Yes, um, I believe um, 1933 games have um, stated that they wanted this change. Mm -hmm. They have written about it a good amount. It's the most ex explained um, change in the balance patch. Yes. There's even a statement about it. Yeah, yeah, we will, the, we will the... comment on that uh, later as well. Um, I mean... Draw Denial is one of the decks that people don't like. This um, has not much to do with its playing power, but with um, situations where it blocks you out of draw for several rounds. And not being part of the game, um, in some degree, is draw brings Draw Denial you, you in the same situation we, like a combo deck. You watch your opponent playing the game, mm -hmm. and there's not not much more. You can't act at some point. There's there's not a plenty and of like interaction. I think uh, what uh, what you want to say. There's not a lot yes. of interaction. Yeah. Okay. Go on. It, it becomes a solitary game. Mm -hmm. One player does his, his uh, moves, and the other is um, cut out of the game. <clears throat> so and um. At the yes, I think so. So um, they did well explaining why they changed it, and um, Penta A was I mean, not not Penta A. Draw denial is not a frontline deck, and mm -hmm. so this change, it's a raw nerf. I, no, it's not a a, a rebuild or whatever. It's, it's, it's clearly named a nerf. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Uh, it is debatable of it if it was a nerf or a buff, actually. But yeah, I, I would agree also that it is a nerf. Uh, yeah, so so 
what do you think about it overall, about uh, the change uh, specifically? I mean, yes, it affects uh, draw denial, but um, uh, what do you think about uh, the new card now? Um, I think it's a bit awkward to to use. You have a deck that is, is relatively slow and not that active on claiming the front line. <clears throat> But to get your strategy to work, now to claim the front line. Um, and, and I have not seen working visions of that deck after the nerf. Mm -hmm. We have to wait, I think, what comes up, what will change also. Um, some um, sometimes do need some months. So people find ways to play with new of course. tools. So um, maybe there is potent potential in the future, but for the moment, I think it's 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 uh, has taken down a bit of the power of draw denial, and that was a goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's true, of course. And uh, what about you, Fan Police? What do you think? Yeah, so the Panther A change is definitely uh, what, probably the most controversial uh, change in this patch. Uh, even inside of internal testing, it was very divided uh, in terms of it. But in the end, it was made to go out. And uh, it's definitely taken, I think, draw denial down a notch. Uh, since they said, as said before, they have to suddenly care about controlling the front line mm -hmm. compared to previously. Uh, but I would actually say that this card is maybe a little bit stronger now, mm -hmm. but it's a different deck. Uh, for those that remember all the way back in 2019 with Allegiance, uh, there was a German mid-range deck. It was kind of the precursor to Fast Hines, uh, but it ran pa the Panther A in it as just one of its top-end threats. And obviously, the old Panther A was a lot stronger than the new one because it was a deployment effect instead of having to move it. But I've actually been messing around with a sort of German aggro deck or tank deck and the Panther A has actually been a pretty good top end again. You know, like a 5-5 five, five heavy armor 1 tank is quite powerful. And it really threatens to bind the enemy if they don't immediately remove it. It's uh, a great force amplifier uh, in the mid game for that deck. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I would uh, say this uh, exactly. I mean, um, I think it was a very significant change and it has brought uh, draw denial to a, to a halt maybe. But um, the latest uh, Germany uh, lists that we've been seeing, either uh, Germany-Britain or Britain-Germany, uh, which were the, more pop the most popular control decks of the, of the latest months, they do not. They they wouldn't be classified as traditional draw denial. I, discard slash draw denial. I would say. I mean, um, 
they didn't pack the uh, you know the the, the low cost U boats. Uh, it was more of a, a control deck that was uh, um, revolving around uh, removing anything from the board until uh, turn five or six when they started to drop their panthers or their wolf packs or anything in order to, to choke uh, the opponent on top of it. But I agree that uh, <laughs> Panther Ray remains uh, uh, a 5-5 heavy armor 1 tank that now costs 5. And uh, the, the, the urgency to, to, to remove it, uh, it now remains the same. Uh, Maybe even more now. Like... Um, you have to make sure that this this uh, unit does not move to the front line. You have to take it yourself. You have to, I don't know, use a hammer on it or uh, air power. Um, so, and uh, to, to be honest, I, I don't think I agree that um, the draw denial deck has been uh, has been weakened uh, that much. Even the uh, the decks that we've been seeing uh, lately, even uh, Germany-Italy or uh, uh, Germany-Britain or Britain-Germany, um, I, I still I still uh, see those kinds of decks uh, on the ladder. Um, yes, it, it feels quite different, but um, I agree that there is uh, just by, by the fact that this uh, this is a 5-5 uh, tank with heavy armor one with a very uh, threatening effect. Um, I think this card will remain relevant, and it was a very interesting change. And I think that uh, okay, if they don't want to eliminate draw denial, but change it a little bit to make it more uh, pleasant to play against, then this was a uh, this was a good change, I think, overall. Yeah, uh, I I agree with that. Uh, I think the Panther A overall feels less oppressive. Because if someone wants to be looping the effect of the Panther Ray, they really have to build into it. Because hmm. uh, before Panther Ray, you just played Panther Ray and Fog of War in your standard deck, and both cards were good on their own. And then they created this sort of stasis lock yes. if combined in the later game. Uh, and, you know, but now if you really want to try to lock someone like that, you got to not only have a Panther Ray stick move it into the front line, but then play some sort of retreat effect every mm -hmm. turn in order to do this. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and that gives, it gives the other person a chance to remove the Panther Ray, mm -hmm. you know? Because, like, for example, uh, you know, like, if you're letting a Panther Ray stick on the board every turn to where you're never drawing a card, uh, that's the same thing as just the Panther A sticking for three to four turns and killing you by attacking your HQ. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, there's a little bit more power, but it's just more work. Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, these were uh, the three most important changes, I would say, and uh, uh, the three, uh, the two of them were very much expected. Uh, the other one, not so much, but uh, still very impactful. Um, and then we move on to the cards receiving love because uh, we want to see more of them. And uh, mm -hmm. I agree with uh, most of them. Uh, we have firstly Lightning Strike, uh, uh, which now the when the enemy draws an extra card, uh, it deals four damage instead of uh, three. And uh, let me start now to <laughs> with some comments about it. I would I would think that uh, uh, I I like I I really like this card even before the the buff, and I think. That if this if this card now receives uh, any love, 
uh, which it has a little bit, it, it sees a little bit more play. It, it will be uh, because of that uh, psychological factor that we discussed uh, the previous time, uh, fan police, uh, where some players just decide to, to, to use now a card because it was buffed. Um, uh, while it was already good, or vice versa, they they drop a card because it was slightly nerfed, but the card actually remained good. And the uh, the, the psychology of the of the meta can be quite tricky sometimes. And I think that if this card uh, sticked now, uh, it would be because of that. Because even before uh, dealing three damage for for one k for a a condition which is uh, relatively easy to to pull off. I mean, every deck draws extra cards now and then. Uh, it was still very powerful uh, for three damage, and now it's four damage. Um, and I would—I uh, don't think this will happen. However, I don't think—I mean, I have seen this card a little bit more now, maybe just one or two copies uh, now and there. But I don't think it will uh, stick like that. It will not become uh, meta yet, at least. Uh, but I think overall, it's a nice change. It's. Um, um, it's a step to bring back more uh, traditional burn decks because uh, it's been a very long time since we've seen uh, 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 aggro decks uh, revolving around burn, and uh, maybe this uh, this will help out a little bit. And uh, yeah, what do you think, uh, Opiat? <clears throat> yes, I think um, the problem of the card is always that it is a. Uh, um... A countermeasure mm -hmm. and uh, the, the decks that want to play that burn don't have much room for the that um, speculation on draw and playing one each turn just to speculate on mm -hmm. on the enemy playing draw that's the main problem yeah and so the, the, the tree damage was not um, motivating many people to use it but after the change, I have seen it several times in combination with an early lurking dan um, danger. Mm -hmm. So people can um, build up those eight damage maybe that um, are on the backhand. And for, for very aggressive decks, it's maybe still the same old problem that you want to play your cards out on the board build up pressure and don't want to um, reserve your credits for a countermeasure but for more for decks that go more in a mid-range um, mm -hmm. position it's a great tool to um, <clears throat> even if people I, I mean to know that the other player could have lightning strike will prevent the opponent from playing draw and yeah. some it, it um, makes situation. you think twice it makes you think twice before you before you draw if yes. you if you know that they're do playing want, it yes do i want one or two cards extra now if if that could um, result in into getting eight damage very early on it's it's something you have to think about and I don't know if it reaches the highest meta areas, mm -hmm. but I have seen Lightning Strike after the patch several times. Great. And have um, a good amount of people um, 
brainstorming about it in the Discord. So I think it's a change for the better. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so in terms of... Yeah, I've also definitely seen it a couple times. Uh, the buff has definitely made it so Lightning Strike is more of a worthwhile inclusion in some decks. Uh, personally, I've tried to make a sort of slow burn deck uh, using lightning strikes and, you know, removal and stuff like Bismarck and the mm -hmm. Comet and essentially just dragging the game out long enough that I can almost guarantee lightning strike goes off at one point. Uh, cause I'm just, if I'm just sitting there, I just activate them. It hasn't gone very well. Uh, slow decks have a lot of healing right now. So trying to just do finite damage like this is... A bit difficult mm -hmm. uh, and I have seen but in a more traditional aggro sense uh, I've definitely been trying it out and seeing it a decent amount uh, but I think it is more of a shock factor card yeah uh, that's true it's the it gets better as it is a off meta inclusion uh, you know like I uh, the first day the patch came out a lot of people I saw were running lightning strike yeah. and uh, especially against the higher level players. I saw them very quickly adapt and just not draw cards. If I had credits up and you know, like unless they were absolutely screwed, unless they drew, uh, they just let the lightning strikes rot in my hands and it uh, did not go well. Uh, the the problem of uh, predictability of the the countermeasures uh, will always be a thing, of course, and it's uh, it's enough to limit this card. But uh, it was a welcome change uh, overall. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, moving on to the to the next change, which is for the Spitfire theme deck, uh, the Avro Engine uh, plane uh, has its uh, deployment cost. Uh, reduced to two and its operation cost go up by one and I think that uh, this this will not change anything I mean it's not uh, it's not what the Spitfire deck wants I mean I'm not even sure if a Spitfire deck can work uh, it's essentially it's a ramp deck that uh, uh, that has just a 6-6 six, six or a 7-7 seven, seven planes um, and uh, just uh, giving a small buff to, to a very small and insignificant part of the engine, I don't think it will make uh, any change. I, I I think that most uh, Spitfire builds don't even don't even run this card because uh, uh, I don't know they can always find draw with uh, stuff like uh, convoy or mobilization if they play USA. Um, so I don't think this. Uh, and in addition, it's a it's a very weak plane that uh, takes up a spot in the support line. And uh, what do you guys think? Um, yeah, I I generally agree. Uh, the the aver it's a very small change. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it is slightly better than before uh, because it's cheaper to play when you want to actually attack with Spitfires. Mm -hmm. But uh, the Spitfire deck is definitely going to need uh, more support from like future expansions to yeah. see massive play i think the spitfire deck needs something that uh, maybe it will give blitz to the spitfire units or something like that and uh, what do you think opiate um i think um 
Yes, it's, it's a very small buff. Um, yeah, it's a buff. It's a small buff. Um, it helps in early plays, so you can better build up something like two ground crew, turn three, um, that Shiba Spitfire, and turn four you can play Avro and attack with your 4K and get a card back. So it's, it's a um, for the flow of turns, a good thing. But yes, I mean, jumping from from three to two is not that big. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and moving on to the IH D3A two, which now gets uh, plus two attack for each for each other IHE D3A uh, unit you control and not just the the same card itself, the the two version and uh, okay they, they say this is just a, a change for the sake of uh, readability but uh, it also adds the uh, the ability that there is another IHE unit uh, IHE D3A1 I think the one that uh, when it is destroyed it deals one damage to the enemy HQ which is a fun unit but uh, I also think that uh, for now this change is not uh, uh, is not going to do anything um, maybe in the future there might be a Japan bomber deck uh, but uh, when you want to build the bomber decks or air decks in general um, buffing the attack uh, is not the way to go with it. Uh, you need to also to hold some uh, defense as well to make them more uh, resilient. Uh, I think you you guys would agree. What, what would you say? Yes, it's a change that potential um, has possible potential potential for the future. But um, at we stand now, it's a cosmetic change. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I think this is a clear sign that the Achi is going to maybe become a tribal thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in future expansions, you know, I would be very shocked if we don't see more cards, more Achis or more cards interacting with them. Yeah, of course. In the future. Okay, uh, but then we have one of the most interesting changes. Uh, I would say after the top, the first three, I think this is the the most interesting change that we. That oh we yeah, I love this change. Yeah. Uh, the Panzer Thirty Eight T now gets a, a buff of uh, it gets three three defense instead of uh, two, and uh, when I first saw this uh, this buff, I, I thought uh, of the control. I think that, that the control version of Germany. Uh, would benefit most out of it, but uh, I think it's safe to assume that uh, uh, it's safe to, to state actually that uh, it has fit uh, very well also uh, into the agro uh, versions of uh, Fast Heinz. I have seen uh, both uh, USA and uh, Japan ally versions. And uh, yeah, I think it was a very good change. The, the, the card is actually now very good. It, it replaces itself and uh, it has a, quite a solid body for its, uh, uh, for its uh, cost. And uh, I think uh, in, it, it fits very well in the aggro deck, uh, adding, uh, adding some more draw and thus more uh, consistency. 
and uh, it can make also some interesting uh, shenanigans like if you have a, a Panzer 3F on the board already and you can deploy Panzer 38T uh, it gets uh, um, it can also move uh, and attack on the same thing it, it gains blitz so for sure uh, it is interesting uh, uh, what would you say fan police about this yeah so this is probably my favorite change out of all of them uh, and the re it's a bit nostalgic for me almost <laughs> because back when I started the Panzer 38 was the German three drop mm -hmm. uh, for anybody that is old like me and remembers uh, encirclement was we could not copy 980 Volks Grenadier so that wasn't good enough and the Nebelwerfer was completely different so it just the 38 was just the thing you ran uh, and I'm really happy that it is back to being an actual three drop for Germany. I think that's real interesting and I'm very happy about it. Great. And uh, you up yet? Yes, um, I think this is a good example um, how small number, small number change can make a big difference. Exactly. I play it not that, also I started uh, I don't know how much later than Fun Police, but I started later. I started, but but for me is uh, the most prominent two three unit, the old thirty um, fourth infantry mm -hmm. regiment, a unit that I used massively as I started, and it was the same case. Oh no, it was the the opposite case. No? It was a 2-3 and was nerfed into a 2-2 two, two. and so I remember clearly how, how this change can change many many um, um, scenarios on the board so that this tank is now um, in a position where it can trade against two units in many cases mm -hmm. or can survive small attacks it also has replaced it itself um, at the moment you play it what is always the, the, the perfect standing for a card. Yeah. And I think it's no surprise that um, a bit slower slowed down Fast Heinz versions show up that use this card now. Yeah, it's also out of range of a patrol of a Wagon Giant and uh, these kinds of cards. So uh, it's, uh, it's actually very interesting. It, uh, it was a very nice change, I, I agree. And uh, moving on to the to the French card that is uh, being uh, buffed, uh, the 2E Brigade, uh, which uh, has its cost uh, reduced uh, to 4. Uh, fan police, what uh, would you say about this? I would, would be interested to hear your opinion first. Alright, so overall, the 2E Brigade uh, hasn't really seen much of any play. Uh, because so often it would just come down on turn five and then get damaged by whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was essentially a 2-6 guard for five credits, uh, which is just awful. Um, like the Tagasaki Regiment was, <laughs> yeah. a, was four credits for now what is a 2-6 with discard, yes. uh, no strings attached. So it, it was just a really bad proposition. Uh, but now I think... The 2E is maybe a bit more interesting to run. Uh, coming down a turn earlier means that 
at the very least the body's a bit more tolerable mm-hmm. uh i don't know if it's gonna fit into any deck at the moment uh mobilize as an archetype is built in a very specific way and i don't know if it has room to cut something for this yes i think it was a, just a bit overpriced before the change i don't know if anybody ever tried to play this card in a good working deck with 5k for that profile and yes it has the potential to grow fast but also can a single sickle stop that grow and then you stay there with a bit with a guarding volksgrenadier just for 2k more i don't know if that change brings it up in any decks i don't have seen it but before it was simply too expensive Exactly. Yeah, it it makes more of makes more of a sense as a card now, but uh, it still mobilizes needs a lot of work. That's that's worth of an entire episode uh, on its own. Um, so yeah, this of course this is good for the card, but uh, I don't think it will uh, impact uh, the archetype uh, for now at all. Uh, moving on to well, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, actually. Uh, I've seen, I've started to see people, I think, figure out the mobilize archetype. Uh, I don't have the exact list on me, but I've seen working mobilized decks, uh, yeah, it's largely the, it, revolving around, uh, playing the cheap mobilize with yes. countermeasures to block orders. Uh, I don't know how, if it's top tier, but it's, it functioned. I've died to it before playing actual meta decks, so... Yeah, it can work. It can work. Uh, I remember uh, a version with the three, the three, three plane and uh, yeah, the cheap mobilized units like the yeah. the British Airborne yeah. and the French the other one. Seventy three E, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, I think. And yeah, I don't think that this that the two E brigade as it is now it fits uh, in this deck. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit too expensive. Yeah, it's but a bit. Yeah, the big the big mobilizers are. Uh, proving very hard to make worthwhile, but uh, fun fact that the deck I saw that beat me with the mobilize was running the Char B1, so maybe I'm just <laughs> wrong about that. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay, uh, moving on to a change which I actually liked a lot. Um, it's Imperial Strength, which now this de- deals uh, two damage uh, to the enemy HQ instead of one, with of course the same effect that it discards all activated countermeasures. And uh, I would say that um, um, it, this this change intrigued me a lot because it deals it deals two damage to the enemy HQ and in, for one K now, and uh, countermeasures are becoming more and more relevant. So. Uh, I think this is an interesting change overall. I mean, maybe some budget decks can run it as extra burn. Uh, I decided to to also give it a shot. On I, uh, I've been playing a little bit recently with uh, uh, Japan Germany air deck. If you remember, it was popular mostly pre breakthrough. Uh, it's a mid-range deck where, with a burst of fire in order to uh, to OTK the opponent if possible, and it it runs. Uh, early stuff like removal guards and this kind of thing so 
forgive me for taking the floor uh, by myself now, but uh, I have uh, played, I have toyed a little bit around with uh, this card because I had, let's say, one. Um, uh, one slot uh, available in that deck, so I thought, uh, why not uh, give it a shot? Uh, I don't think it's, it's the optimal card to have, but uh, I did manage to pull it effectively a couple of times. I mean, at one time I discarded a, what was it, a, a doubting system, and uh, the other time uh, it gave me lethal. So <laughs> I kind of like this card. Uh, maybe with some uh, more work, or if the meta allows it, we can uh, we can see some uh, more copies of it. Um, I don't think overall it would be that impactful, but the fact that it can discard all activated countermeasures, for sure it's something at least. Uh, what would you say, Opiat, about this? Um, <clears throat> I mean, getting damage is not that what most decks want out of... Uh... Also, out of the first, or in, uh, in addition to the first effect. So it's... Mm, I have seen voices that say, yes, it's the rise in damage, but I would like more to get a draw or to get some mm -hmm. defense for my HQ out of this effect in, 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 also <clears throat> in addition to the first effect. And I think that is reasonable, but I play this card at the moment in my resistance deck, mm -hmm. um, a deck that can buff the damage of this card further with cards <clears throat> like those um, damage buffing bombers or Imperial Strange, um, Imperial Decree. Mm -hmm. And for my experience, it's a great, great card at the moment, not for every deck, not in every situation. But um, as I figure, um, say, as <clears throat> but at least, for example, for niche decks like Japanese um, Resistance, it's a, it's a okay or good card. It's a it's a good card, yes. And what about you, Fan Police? Yeah, I I mostly agree. Uh, you know, it's the way it's turned out. It definitely seems like it's mostly a card for Japan decks mm -hmm. uh, because they are the most vest. They are they're the decks that care about killing you with damage. Uh, you know. Uh, Japan control decks usually win through some combination of last rites and burst planes from like uh, the the Hein or the Shiden. Mm -hmm. So this damage definitely made it a good counter there. Uh, although personally, I would have preferred to see a different change. Uh, I would have rather just seen the deal one damage be to anything. Uh, ah, yes. I thought that would have made it a lot easier to stomach as a card. Yes. But, you know, like, it's fine as this. Yeah. Uh, I don't play a lot of Japan Control, so I don't have much beyond that mm -hmm. in terms of the feelings. But, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, for sure there are a lot of things that can be done with this card. And I think, uh, historically, it's been one of the cards that has been uh, uh, changed the... Uh, uh, most of the times, uh, like I was checking the the previous entries to the development to the dev blogs about the balance changes, and I went up maybe up to two years ago. I don't know. And uh, this card uh, I came up actually a lot of times. I don't uh, remember the previous versions. Uh, but yeah, there is something to this card, of course, and uh, we will be eager to to expect maybe uh, to see it uh, even more play. And uh, yeah, I, I'd say it's a tech card for Japan control. Yeah, yeah. 
for sure. Uh, moving on to the first rifles, another quite important change. Uh, now, oh goodness, this one. <laughs> yeah, instead of shuffling uh, two copies of uh, first rifles back into the deck when it is destroyed, now it adds uh, second rifles to, to the support line. Uh, what, uh, you don't like this fun police? What is your... <laughs> uh, it's way too strong. Like, I'll just say it right now. This card is, if you have this card and are playing Soviets, it goes into your deck now. No questions asked. It doesn't matter what you're playing. Play it. Uh, it's it's a, uh, the stat total is you pay four credits for six, for a six, nine. Mm -hmm. So an old unnerfed Grenadier Guard. Uh, it's just ridiculous. It really should have been like five credits at least. Because uh, you just you you don't pay anything for just getting a free guard that adds stickiness. Like I don't know. Yeah. I don't like how this card was pushed. I didn't. I don't agree with it. Mm -hmm. And and you, uh, Opiat? <clears throat> I think the first unit you get, um, the first rifles, is for 4K not that good. It was never that good. It was um, played for the anti-fatigue technique it called give you. Yeah, the destruction added copies to your deck, and so you never could run out of cards. <clears throat> and um, that aspect is removed. Now it has, with the destruction effect, a real board value. Yes, maybe it's now a bit, little bit too good, but I don't think it's that high um, or that much too good as um, Fun Police called it. Um, I mean, you don't even can control at what place in your backline that second rifles come down. There are so many situations where the second rifle drops um, between other units and don't helps you very much. And I. Even if second rifle is a played card in other decks, it's not like it's also not the most impressive impressive card. So I am somewhat fine with this change. Uh, yeah, to to some extent, I agree with both of you. Like, I think I, I do think it's a, maybe a bit too powerful for for this cost, but. Uh, uh, at the same time, it, it doesn't change anything. I think like. Um, uh, it, it doesn't bring Soviet value or Soviet control decks back to the to the surface. It's uh, it's it's not gonna do that. It's it's an aggro killer for a, for a, in a very cheap way, in a very uh, lazy way. Just uh, deploy it and then aggro has to to deal with uh, what you what you said uh, six. Uh, what no? Uh, yeah, six, six nine. Six nine uh, guard, uh, which is impossible. Uh, that's not fun for sure, but. Uh, Yes, it can be annoying, but I don't think it's it's too powerful. Yes, if it was at 5k, I think it, it would be just uh, optimal. But um, I don't think that for now this is going to change much, because in order to bring back uh, the, the deck where this uh, guard goes to, uh, where this card goes to, which is Soviet value decks, um, we need a lot of uh, things to change. Um, and uh, this change was not towards uh, that direction, uh, I would think. Uh, but for sure, it's uh, it's a welcome change uh, for these uh, for these decks. Uh, they get a little bit more value maybe out of it, and now they can run both this and uh, night witches, uh, which I guess is it's a welcome for them. Yeah. 
Well, okay, so I think, honestly, that this card is so well-statted and just so, like, it's it has so much going for it that it's just worth running in any Soviet deck. Uh, like, you know, I would say you could run this in artillery, you could run this in, uh, like... Counter-offensive. The counter-offensive decks, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I really think this card is... And the only reason people aren't, like freaking out about this really is that a lot of the soviet decks either got nerfed or uh aren't good because of external factors mm -hmm. and it's just i don't know i really don't like this card being pushed like this uh it's it's a it's a chaikia that's a guard on both ends i don't know that just it's just i don't like yeah. auto include elites it has it has the potential to become an auto include that's uh, that's true and that's not uh, that's not good uh okay moving imagine on imagine it with zukov yeah yeah <laughs> yeah turn to this good luck aggro yeah uh okay moving on to mig3 which now costs uh two credits to deploy uh if an enemy countermeasure triggered uh in this battle not just this turn and uh, of course this makes this card a lot more useful now um it's uh, it has decent stats as a four five five k bomb uh, fighter and uh, it has the potential to cost uh, two Ks uh, if the enemy triggered the countermeasure. So yeah, I think this is a kind of a change. It's not uh, radical. It won't uh, change the meta or anything, but it is welcome for some decks that it can go to. Uh, again, this being mostly Soviet value decks. Uh, so maybe they could uh, run a couple of uh, uh, a couple of copies of uh, this card and uh, benefit. Um, what do you guys think? Um, I think it's um, very meta-dependent. It's not nothing... I mean, if I know there is um, there are one or two, even two um, countermeasure archetypes in the meta, then this can be a good choice. In all other cases, uh, I think nothing changes. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, it's, it's a great tool. In the great in, in the right situation, it's much better than better than before. But if the enemy don't run countermeasures, you stand with a mediocre at best um, plane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mostly agree. Uh, the MIG is actually a pretty decent inclusion right now because the most common control decks have mixtures of doubting, ultra. Uh, and whatnot in there so it's reasonable for the mig to get down to two credits if you're facing them and a four five is not the easiest thing for those decks to remove uh especially if you throw down multiple of them at once but yeah it's it's mostly going to remain something as a tech card if the meta gets really invested in decks that are running countermeasures yeah yeah exactly uh, great. Uh, moving on to the next change, which is uh, uh, Order 227, which now gives your uh, uh, Soviet units plus two attack, and it fully repairs them. And uh, of course, yes, now it's a much better card than it was before. Uh, it adds more to the uh, self-damage self uh, uh, archetype. Um, but... Uh, I'm still uh, skeptical about this. I mean, um, uh, the self-damage uh, Soviet deck, 
it needs a lot of uh, combination of cards to work. You need to draw your cards at the right order. Uh, you know, the 1-3 unit that uh, gains guard when your HQ is damaged, then the Winter Warfare, and the, the, winter, the Counter Offensive and all of that. And just adding another card that uh, requires other situations to work and other cards to work, I don't know how much it helps. Uh, and in order to gain the full benefit of fully repairing a unit, you must have somehow buffed it first, buffed uh, its defense. Otherwise, repairing a unit to just uh, three defense, uh, it, it's not uh, it's not much. Uh, so overall, I would say this is okay. It's uh, for sure it's a better card now, but uh, still there is a, uh, uh, there is a long way to go for this to be to be useful. I'm not even sure if this is a better card now. I mean. You can't play them both in one. If you have um, two order two hundred twenty-seven in your hand, you can't play them both. You play one and block the next. And uh, as far as I uh, know, this self-damage. I mean, I mean, basically, it's um, the same archetype as um, counter-offensive. And that deck wants its unit damaged. It wants. I mean, why would you want to repair all your units just to block your counter-offensives and possible future um, orders? That's actually it, a quite it, interesting thought. I, I I hadn't thought of that actually. You you're making ex a couple of excellent points. I mean, it's it's a uh, now it's a card you can run in a deck that wants to repair units. Maybe with that, um, I don't remember the name. 60th Infantry for the US. Yeah. Yes, that guy that gets copied from repairing. Um, but this is a USA unit. It cannot benefit from Order 227. Ah, yes, so, okay. <laughs> <not> even, <laughs> Sorry. You cannot even do that. No, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it would be interesting if it worked like that, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the thing of requiring only Soviet units to get this is probably the biggest limiting factor. If it was all units, there would at least be some of that synergy. Uh, I definitely think that the self-damage decks right now don't want this. Uh, to me, it seems like it would want to go in a different style of those decks. Uh, like one with a more mid-range style. Uh, which we don't currently have, mm -hmm. but you know there is like in a mid-range deck, this could potentially be pretty powerful if you're running some bigger units with it. Uh, like the next card that we'll talk about in a minute, uh, yes. you know, it could work very well in that situation where you trade all your big units, heal them, and then give them the attack buff. Uh, you know, but it 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 is. Uh, it's still, yeah, not a very good card right now, mm -hmm. I would say. Yes, and of course this next guard, uh, card is the 34th Guards, which has its uh, uh, stats reduced to 6 and uh, 6, but now uh, its cost is reduced uh, by 1 each time a friendly card uh, damages your own HQ. And uh, yeah, let me not uh, interrupt you, fan police. Why don't you continue with your uh, thoughts about the, the self-damaged deck and how this card can, uh, uh, can benefit? Yeah, so the 34th Guards was uh, actually an idea I threw up uh, really? a couple months ago in the Discord. Mm -hmm. So uh, it it's, has f made its way into the game, which is awesome to see. 
Uh, so the 34th guards beforehand was utter garbage because you drew it early and it killed you. Yes. <laughs> uh, and the reward for that was a six credit eight, eight infantry, which was <laughs> barely above rate. I would say yeah. maybe like a little bit bigger, but now, uh, it has the potential to be a zero credit six, six in the mid game. Yes. Uh, and we've seen that free stuff is definitely very powerful. But I think the big limiting factor is that you have to not only damage yourself, mm -hmm. but also then successfully draw this uh, in order to get that. You know, like people were a bit worried about like, oh, you can just play four sickles and two other cards and then turn three have, you know. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of free six sixes, yeah. but if, if you have four sickles by turn four, you have won whatever <laughs> whatever it was. If you open yeah, four sickles, <laughs> uh, but on top of that, the thirty fourth is still an infantry, yes, and it operates for two credits. So this is not a very fast card. Uh, you know, it is. I think very much a mid range card. Mm -hmm. uh, like you can't run this in an aggressive self-damage deck. You got to run this in a deck that is hurting itself, but also is able to go into the mid game. Uh, I haven't seen it much in like counteroffensive decks. Uh, I've tried it out, and it's been, you know, actually pretty okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I there's been a lot of decks I've been testing, so I haven't put a ton of time into it, but it seemed like a good top end threat for that deck you know like uh you know with a bit if you have a big draw spell depending on or order sorry uh if you have a dr big amount of draw you can draw one or two of these slam them down for free and keep the pressure on yes but i think it's going to require some refinement and adjustments of the self damage decks to really show its true potential i agree i agree yeah um, I'm, I think um, even in the past, this card had, even if it was not strong, it had some um, at least funny um, interactions with the old Heinkel, as you could play those Heinkels and <laughs> collect those guards in your hand, and the Heinkels would um, start each turn with shooting on the enemy. <laughs> I didn't, I never thought of that. Oh, yes, yeah, this was. A, I like it that um, <laughs> I got the deck never into a state where I could call it a real deck or whatever. But it, it was a funny interaction. I tried it one time and I drew like three thirty-fourth guards and they killed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you must draw the the plane first. <laughs> yes. Yes. Also, um, is there's um the four hundred. 46th rifle regiment mm -hmm. who likes those constant pinks. Um, there's such draw planes that do that, and it's a great interaction. So it was not like um, this card had absolutely no use, but yes, it was not great. I try around with its current vision in a Japanese um, Soviet acro deck and replace it my mountain rifles with it mm -hmm. it's a less explosive variant but it's more constant i always get my um guards 
into a range where I can play them for 0 to 2k and don't waste, um, get my hand um, stuff it with those 4k cards that I don't want to play and no, I I replace it that that gamble on milling those mountain guards with a constant but not so explosive yeah, unit and 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 so far I I have good experiences with it. Yeah, I have not uh, toyed around with the card at all, but I have seen it played against me a couple of times, and for sure it's more uh, useful now. Uh, I agree with Fun Police. Like this is a, uh, it shines in the middle game where. Uh, I think that the main drawback is like that there is an optimal time window where you need to to draw this to have this uh, right there in the mid game in order to uh, to have it uh, let's say early enough to apply some pressure, uh, but at the same time uh, already having its cost uh, reduced uh, um, by two or three credits. Um, so if you if you draw this very very late game. It won't make much of an impact. It's uh, yes, it can apply some pressure, but uh, it can die to Avenger, to Hammer, and things like that. So uh, overall, I think there is an optimal time where you need to have this card. But um, uh, for sure, it's very interesting now, and uh, uh, it goes well into mid-range decks, as uh, as uh, Fanpolis uh, said, or less explosive uh, strategies, as you said, uh, Opiate. And uh, yeah, I agree. If uh, uh, if this deck is uh, tested and tweaked around a little bit more, may, uh, we can find maybe some more uh, uh, solid uh, use uh, of this card. And uh, moving on to the final change, uh, <laughs> one of the most, uh, uh, as it turned out, uh, important changes, uh, which is the Type 89 uh, Chiro. Uh, or Chiro, I don't know how to, to pronounce it, uh, which has its uh, stats uh, changed to 3-2 instead of 4-1. And instead of Smokescreen, uh, now it gets the effect where when a headquarters gains damage, it takes that, uh, uh, it, when it gains defense, it uh, takes that much damage instead. And uh, although I couldn't agree more that the, this card was never played and it was completely useless, and also that the healing must be somehow somehow be checked in the game. It's some, there should be some count, some sort of counterplay. Um, this uh, this card has uh, given birth to uh, to another deck, which is the the Japan Italy uh, aggro deck, which I don't take it that seriously, to be honest. Um, it's uh, it's much less explosive. It doesn't have that uh, that many buffs like uh, that you can have with a counter offensive or with a blitzkrieg. Um, but it it adds up with the uh, with a Mare Nostrum where you can uh, apply Mare Nostrum on a, an opponent's unit and then uh, kill them by by using this card. Uh, so overall, I would say even though we do need to uh, some answers to healing uh, in this game. I think this must be oriented towards uh, more balanced healing cards. Like, um, I, I would say there are some design problems with uh, Mare Nostrum. And uh, for sure, Honey was a problem before uh, b uh, when it had smoke screen. And uh, even now, with a Honey and a Radar can give you uh, five defense uh, just like that, which is uh, very good. Um, so I think the. Um, 
Uh, and then now, of course, we have uh, Mare Nostrum, which can give insane amounts of healing. Um, so overall, I think, uh, yes, it's welcome as it counters healing. But I don't think uh, overall in the game that this is the correct way to do it. Uh, what do you guys think? I think the card itself is um, a fine, a good step. It's easy to remove. It can block um, healing strategies for a short moment. At, at least that is my experience. That um, with those two defense, it's very easy to remove. And the moments where it's um, really a problem are rare. I think um, that what you described is more a problem of how Mara Nostrum works at the moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, those uh, um, combo decks with um, the tank and Mara Nostrum are possible in the way how the, um, the, because Mara Nostrum can stack. You can play two of them on the same unit and get double the damage out of every um, attack on that unit. Mm -hmm. We have seen strategies like this in the past with um, Confusion and how was other card named? Reckless Assault. Reckless yes. Assault. And that, and, and that is a, a, a fun deck. People like to play around a bit with it, but this was never a, a meta deck. And I think... This combination of cards is um, basically the same. It has, uh, has very similar conditions. But it has a higher damage potential because you can play several Maris on a mm -hmm. single target before you attack it. And that's would be my point to tweak around with this combi combination of cards if it ever becomes a problem. Uh, yes, that was my... Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to think of how I can... what to say here. <laughs> so, yeah, this is mostly a problem with Mare Nostrum. Uh, Nostrum was defini definitely came out uh, over-tuned. Uh, and it has, you know, been causing frustration and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, hmm. sorry, I'm trying to word this carefully because I gotta, uh, it is, uh, it's definitely a problem and it's known to be a problem. Uh, we'll see if anything happens to it. Uh, I know a lot of people have said that they wanted to not stack, which kind of ma which makes sense to me, but also doesn't. If that makes sense, yeah. Uh, like it would solve the problem that the Chiro Mare Nostrum deck is doing, but I also think that it's adding an inconsistency into the game, uh, because you would have one type of effect stack, but not another. And how do you word that? Like, it, like I guess Mare Nostrum would just have to say does not stack specifically. Uh, yes, but um, if I can, uh, I mean, here, Reckless Assault does also not stack. We have this inconsistency in the game. 
it's not like we we coming up with uh, inconsistency it is already there but there's also doesn't the uh other japanese card that gives it like doesn't uh let me find it real quick uh greater purpose stack uh that's four credits give your units destruction draw card i believe that stacks right or am i incorrect in i have statement? i have no idea but i think a way to work around this would be um to somehow word these uh, cards uh, as to giving uh, a passive effect because that is what they do they give to a unit a passive effect or a destruction effect or anything and yeah. Uh, when a unit has uh, this kind of effect, a passive effect, it, it only has it once. You cannot have it twice. So if you mm -hmm. word it in this way, like give give a unit the following passive effect that it gains one one plus yeah. whatever whatever whatever. Yeah. Another uh, another suggestion uh, is essentially just making this effect into a keyword. As that would also solve the stacking exactly, issues. Yes, exactly. Yes, I think uh, I think the benefit over uh, the game overall uh, could benefit from uh, more keywords. Uh, for example, I think uh, ramp could be a keyword. Uh, uh, this uh, this thing could be a keyword. The the moving to the front line could be a keyword. I think that the 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 game would benefit uh, even more from this, and uh, it could also be applied I, I, here. I do think. I do think you got to be careful with keywords. They're useful up to a point, but I think if you start keywording too much, they start becoming more of a detriment than anything. Uh, you know. Yeah, but I, I'm thinking mostly you can add them as keywords uh, inside the card without them being visible, uh, like adding them as a tags, and that would make the the deck building easier. So uh, when I if if the card is programmed like that. Like uh, if if war bonds uh, can stay exactly like it is now uh, as a text, but uh, inside its its code, its algorithm, let's say, if it had the keyword ramp, then when I would search uh, for a ramp in my deck uh, constructor, uh, I could find uh, both war bonds and war machine and uh, any other card that uh, ramps. This is uh, what I would uh, have in mind. Uh, uh, mostly, I think if if you cannot add the keywords to the text itself, you can add it at least to the code of the card to make it easier for the deck building. But also there are some cases like this one you are suggesting that it could benefit uh, also from uh, putting it to the text to make it uh, more clear. Of course, uh, you you can only do this up to to an extent. Mm, I agree to some point, but. I have playing around with um, several or a big amount of other card games in the last weeks, just to get an overview look on, on, on how those other games feel to me. Mm -hmm. And I had several games, or I found several games that are polluted with keywords. Every card is only explained in keywords. And if I want to, as a new player, if I mm. want to know what my card does, I have to hover over the card. A giant window pops up. I have <laughs> to read stuff. Um, <clears throat> card does a very good job with explaining the very most of its cards um, very directly. You look on the card, and you can, even as a very new player, understand what it does. A keyword is always... Um, a nice thing for veterans or um, experienced players is shortens things up, but 
And in this case, in this very specific case of Mara Nostrum, I'm a very vocal supporter of making this effect a keyword. Mm -hmm. But um, in general, do I think <clears throat> that cards do a great job to avoid those keywords um, to a to a specific degree? Yeah. Uh, okay, I think uh, uh, that's about it from the uh, from the changes themselves. So we have uh, uh, we've been uh, commenting and discussing uh, for quite some time now. Uh, I think we we analyzed pretty thoroughly all the all the changes. Uh, why don't we move on a little bit uh, to some? Uh, to, uh, Okay, those. Uh, this is the meta. This is the the balance patch we will have for a few uh, for a few weeks now, I guess. So uh, why don't we uh, assess a little bit uh, how the situation has uh, uh, evolved? Uh, what do we see now? What uh, what new we see that we didn't see, and uh, what we used to see that we uh, that we don't uh, see now. Um, uh, First of all, uh, your first impressions uh, from uh, from this new meta, guys. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, do you like it overall? Do you think it's better than it was? Uh, how would you describe it? Mm, I had not that much time in the last. In the at the moment, I don't have that much time, so I only log in for doing my daily quest, collecting my my handful of gold. Mm -hmm. Maybe playing around with one or two other card games just to get those named experiences. But uh, my, so I don't have a deep um, impression of the current meta changes. I have seen some, um, as I expected, some more slowly decks. I mean, um, Artillery and counter offensive are both very um, explosive, aggressive decks. Even if um, counter offensive runs a, a mid range shell in, in much cases, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it still um, can jump into your face with 10 damage at turn 4 or whatever. So <clears throat> I think the, the last months were. Um, dominated by decks that could um, produ produce those high peak damage bursts and those um, push it out those uh, the mid-range and and now don't even uh, um, even a few uh, slower aggro decks were pushed out of the meta. You could run very controlly decks or you could start um, into also running those burst decks. And that um, changed it back. There's a little bit uh, higher variance in decks I experienced over the last um, weeks, days. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> and if, yes, I'm not, I, had, I don't have a crystal ball for future. <laughs> impressions but I think that for example infantry based acro decks will have a much better time now without those um, big amount of artillery decks so I see those coming be, to be more prominent 
Mm-hmm. All right. So I've I've had probably a decent amount of time playing. Uh, I've tried a lot of decks and whatnot uh, because I grinded my field marshal mm-hmm. uh, over the past week or so because uh, I kind of got bored of playing for about a week or two leading up to the balance patch. Uh, so I hadn't reached it. And uh, I definitely saw a lot of different decks. Uh, after people figured out the Chi-Ro combo, I saw that spammed <laughs> for a day. Uh, but it's been dying down since then. I mean, it's still there. People are still doing well with it. But I definitely am seeing a more diverse meta, at least for right now. And I would hope that it continues into the future until the May expansion comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also been... Uh, I've definitely seen... The deck that I think has improved the most is the tank aggro decks with Germany. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the Panzer 38 is a really, really good card now. And then uh, I've also been running the Panther A to good success in it. Uh just as a really good top-end threat. Uh, If I were to predict the meta, uh, I would expect uh, stuff like Artillery and the Counter-Offensive and Jagro decks to still remain, but also I think we'll see uh, potentially a variation of Soviet self-damage pop up that takes the game a bit longer essentially like a slower version of the deck uh probably like a soviet u.s variant rather than the japan soviet variant that was popular recently Mm -hmm. Uh, and i think largely because of 34th guards you're gonna see that uh i think that's one of the decks that once figured out will prove to be a bit or quite the powerful meta deck because uh, it also gets access to like first rifles, which I've you know I've already explained my view on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure I can go as that far as uh, this uh, how to claim that the Soviet uh, self damage deck will be uh, that uh, that big part of the meta. But for sure, I can say that. Uh, uh, the meta has changed a lot and uh, uh, most importantly for the better uh, the the slowing down of the artillery deck has uh, has revived uh, um, uh, a lot of uh, other decks as mostly opiate uh, mentioned with uh, like uh, infantry based aggro have a better chance now but even more importantly uh, the German uh, uh, tank aggro tank aggro deck uh, is now much more uh, reliable and uh, um, actually not not much changed in the except for the uh, for the for the 38T, but also the fact that uh, artillery is not uh, that dominant now. Uh, it's um, uh, it's it's very good news for uh, for fast Heinz decks, and I was skeptical if uh, if these kind of decks would be. Uh, good enough to um, to counter uh, control decks like uh, Britain, uh, because traditionally Fast Heinz is a bit slower than uh, than Jagro. It does not have all these uh, zero operation costs. But uh, I have seen many viable strategies, uh, including also Japan allies with uh, for the Emperor, and uh, it's it's very nice that we have this uh, variability now. And I think. Um, uh, Agro now is in a much better, uh, better, 
much better position and uh, good enough to, to shape the meta uh, like it used to. Um, uh, that's uh, that's what I would think. And uh, as for any uh, future um, uh, projection or anything, uh, also I cannot say much. Uh, I also think that the the uh, the Japanese Italian uh, deck with uh, Mario Nostrum is not gonna hold for long. At least it's not gonna be that popular. Uh, I think uh, Fast Heinz will. Uh, uh, remain popular because it is a rather uh, uh, beloved deck. I think uh, many people play it. Many people have played it before. Uh, it's interesting. It's it's nice to play against. I enjoy it a lot when I play against it. And uh, I will uh, close this with uh, let's say a hope that we see more of the of the deck that I mentioned earlier, uh, the Japan Germany or German Japan uh, air deck with uh, burst of fire. Um, uh, that was a very interest interesting deck when it uh, first uh, surfaced. It was in the autumn, I think, about. And uh, I hope uh, we see a little bit more of that uh, as well. Uh, okay, guys, we have uh, already been talking for uh, an hour and a half. Uh, I think uh, that's more than enough for, for one episode. Uh, I would like to, to thank you for, uh, for being here with me. Uh, do you have any closing remarks? Uh, anything you would like to say? My, my closing remarks are... Uh, we, so this is probably the final balance patch uh, until we see the May expansion come out. Uh, that is, you know, not very far away, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, obviously I can't say anything, mm -hmm. uh, about that, but, uh, it's definitely coming along. Uh, it's got some very interesting stuff in it. Uh, and, uh, the only thing I think that might get changed, uh, like this week or in the coming future would maybe be Mare Nostrum. Uh, they might like hot fix that to not stack, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and do that. If people, if the deck remain, if the deck stays very popular, uh, but we've already seen it dropping off. So I don't know if that's going to happen, but, uh, you know, they may see it as a problem and change it. Yeah. Yeah. We will, it will be interesting for sure. Um, okay, guys, uh, thank you for, uh, for being with me and thank you, uh, thank you, the listeners, of course, for uh, being with us for, uh, for another episode of uh, House of Cards. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it and uh, uh, you will stick around uh, on the blog uh, to, uh, to look for other material you might be interested in, like uh, decks or strategies or guides or anything. And of course, uh, if you have anything in mind that uh, you would like me to, to write about or uh, comment, uh, please don't hesitate to, to contact me. Uh, you can find contact information on, uh, uh, on my website and uh, I would be very glad if, if that happened. So, uh, thanks again. I uh, hope you're having a good day and uh, a healthy, a healthy day wherever you are. So uh, we'll be in touch and uh, thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye.